Welcome to Radio Free Will, a podcast for sovereign people. I'm your host, George McCullough, and we're coming at you live and direct from Griggstown, New Jersey. And with us today, once again, is Michelle Mockers, artist, activist, and philosopher, and one of the smartest and bravest men I know. Michelle, how are you doing? <laughs> it's very nice of you to say so, but very, very well, George. Thank you. It's very nice to be with you. <laughs> A nice introduction. Yeah. Oh, you like that, huh? Yeah, it was nice. Um, so... A couple of things that happened this week. Uh, The House and the Senate have started the impeachment trials of President Trump. Yeah. yeah. Can can I get your reaction on that? Uh, My reaction is very simple. It was a mess to to, to elect him, and now it's a mess to put him down. So that's beautiful, you know. The whole political life right now is busy at nothing else than putting a president down. That's it. That's beautiful. Have you been following? Uh, I have been more or less following, more or less following. Yes, since the beginning, because I cannot agree for one second with Mr. Trump. You know, I wrote even that little song, and you know, that <laughs> so that's something else. But you know, he's not. He's everything but a president. How the, the first thing that you can be wondering is how such a man can be president of the United States. That is something difficult to understand. And now what is beautiful is that all those elected people will represent us. us. Uh, maybe they start to think like us that Mr. Trump is a little uh, too much, if you want. Um, well, I have to say, I haven't been, I certainly am not watching it, you know, uh, the whole thing all day long. Um, <clears throat> The parts that I have watched, it is really boring and really, it just makes you makes your head want to explode. You know what is terrible is to say that the political life of the of the country is actually completely busy at things like that, which has absolutely no value, which has absolutely doesn't solve any problem at all. You know, so we are all the elected people are spending a lot of time to, to be boring, as you say, beside them. It's absolutely boring. If it was funny, it would be something else, but it's boring. Well, I got to say, the guy that's uh, leading the charge for the Democrats' um, uh, shift, he his arguments just do not make any sense to me. Um he he says stuff that we need to do this because we can't trust the 2020 elections because Trump might get elected again. Essentially, is what he's saying is that you can't trust the American people to elect their own representative. No, but it's where, my dear, we go to a big, big, big problem here. We go to a big problem that I must say... I. I, I, I I love America, I am an American. You know, I became American for specific reasons that I can explain, which were artistic, by the way, nothing else. But Oh, the tax breaks on your artwork, huh? Yeah, I came, I came here invited, you know, can I say it? I came here invited by, at that time, uh, one of the two big airline companies, TWA, to make an exhibit on the Fifth Avenue, just in front of St. Patrick. 
you could not be better, you know, located to show your paintings. And they invited me and transported me to, to come here. And uh, so I had always say, you know, like in the time of, of uh, let's say, Rome or before, that where the art is the most, uh, you know, appreciated or, or livid or vivid or, you know, possible, mm -hmm. that's where the artists go. And I, I had always said, I will go where my art is the best received. Plus, it came on complement of something else that I tell only to my close friend, you know. I had an uncle who was a Dominican, but he was not only a Dominican, he was one of the top people in, in Paris. And he made the first congress, for example, among other things, the first congress of international criminology that after that came to New York. But so we had a discussion and I remember very well on Boulevard Saint-Germain, 1948, where at the point I say, you, my uncle, you are saying something, you don't know exactly what you are saying, but I see that if I put together all what we say in something like uh, 50 years, some, about 50, I gave 50 years at that time, uh, the world will change enough to propose something else. And that came, if you want, in a complement of moving to the United States to, with my paintings. And at the same time, I had said that there to my uncle, you know, if on the time of Rome, for example, you wanted to make a revolution, you would not make that in a small village in Gaul or in England, you make that in Rome. So at the time, as America, New York, Washington is the most biggest country in the world, that is where it has to happen. On that, TWA invited me to come here. So I came. So and now I am doing the revolution in, in the United States. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what I did discuss in 1948, Boulevard Saint-Germain, Paris. Well, now that the world is globally connected through uh, technology and, and all of that, can the revolution take place on in just about any corner of the earth. Well, you know, by, by revolution, of course, it, it, it would end up in a revolution of, of fact and way of being, but it's basically number one. And if I can say so, an intellectual revolution, you know, uh, uh, peace and love, uh, uh, that is something which is art artificially, but is, it's you, you know, it's basically before any political concern or anything at all. What, what I regret in the United States, as, as once more being an American today, is that when you consider the level of, uh, let's say, um, culture of America, you can say that there is about 10% of Americans which are cultured. The rest forget it. They are nice people, they do to their job, they do this, they do that, they vote, they don't exactly know for what, because let's don't forget that half of the people do not vote, my dear. Half of the people in that big democracy do not vote. And I talk to some of those people, say, why don't you vote? It's, it's, it's a duty to vote, you know? And they say, ha ha, vote for what? It will change absolutely nothing. Anybody I will elect, it will be exactly the same thing. Well, maybe they're smarter than the rest of us. 
Uh, in some ways, yes, but at the same time, they are not ready to, to listen. You know what is the problem? Is that, uh, that uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what is the problem exactly to, to listen to. No, there is one basic problem in America. America, American, young American, and America is already more than three century old. There is no education in America. We do not fabricate citizens for tomorrow. We oblige the citizen for tomorrow. If you want to become really a citizen, well-known citizen, you have to pay for it. That is absolutely this is the, the reverse, the absolute reverse of democracy and, 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 and people who can judge by themselves if they don't have the education to, to, to judge. So when you're talking about education, you're talking about not mathematics and reading and writing. You're talking about becoming a better person. Yeah, because that's what education gives you. You can go into anything in education. You have some people who are more gifted for mathematics, for example. I was not at all gifted for mathematics. It was for me a pain in the neck when I was going to the mathematical class. You know, it was awful. But I had to do it anyway, and I had to be able to... To, to go on with. So, you know, that was a fantastic... <laughs> I hated that. Anyway, you do it. But as you say, the education is not only to learn, to learn in the books, it is more than that, it's to develop the mind, to develop your, 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 your eyes, to see the world in a different way than you see it when you have no education. So, you know... You, the, the, the disaster of this country is, is the number one disaster. Number one disaster is education. And what would be number two? Oh, well, <laughs> or, no, no, should no, I, since you're not good at mathematics, should I say B? What is B? <laughs> what is B? B? B is where it is not a, again also a democracy. Or oh, there, there are several ways for the, there are several things. One thing is that the elections, once more, elections should be something that every party or every person with, who, who is valuable or would be of a real something, if you want, in the life of the country could be elected. Here it's not true. You have to be, basically, you have to be Republican or Democrat because they own the stage. They own the whole stage, and the backstage, they ignore the backstage. So, you, you, that is, you know, you will tell me there were the Green Party or that. No, no, that's not true. There is two parties, the Republican and the Democrat, and that is anti-democratic. And uh, as we reviewed in some of your artwork, you think those two parties are really just one party? They are absolutely one-one. If you put all what they want... Except, except that, for example, let me take only one example, which I disagree by saying that, abortion. So one of the parties will pay for abortion, the other party will not give any, mo any money for abortion. But it's where, you know, we are not a democracy. That is not the business of a government to give moral lessons through money, please, through money. Eh? It's an influence through money to tell a woman you must or you must not. It's, for me, if you want, it's the, 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 the duty of a woman to know if she wants to have or do not have the baby. And the only 
only duty of the government is to pay for, in any case, for the necessary the necessary pharmaceutical, whatever it is, necessary to help. That's it. But so when you see that one party, uh, they take, they, they, they are different on things like that, that's it. That's what makes the Republican and the Democrat. Otherwise, it's exactly, if you want, they produce exactly the same thing. The same the same philosophy for everything. The same economic philosophy. Oh, the, uh, come on, the economic philosophy. Oh, that's, we have already said, <laughs> we have already said all that, but that, that makes me mad. Because, you know, when we say we are a big democracy, so we are a democracy in two pieces. One piece is the when you are in the street, huh? So you have the laws that you must write on the right and blah, blah, and blah, blah, and blah, blah, all the, all the, the laws that makes you, and those laws are basically those laws against nature, but that's something else. But you have the laws that oblige you to behave like a, a, a citizen, and the citizen, according to the definition of uh, the dictionary, is an interdependent citizen. You depend of each other, to become a society. No, that's, that's what it is. But the business, that society lives on business. And society lives on business which is completely different philosophy, which is you can kill the opposition. Because if you kill the opposition, you will have more to do it for yourself. So you don't care if you put the people outside in the street, you don't care about anything at all. So here, you don't have the, the right to kill, and the half of America, you have, of the ideas of America, you have the right to kill. That is not a philosophy, my dear. It's just a way of being. It's a way of being that went on through the century, it became like that. And when we were talking constitution, you don't see that in the constitution. Absolutely not see that, because it was done by people who at that time had slaves. And you know what it is to have slaves. You have to have a special mentality to be able to, to, to have people working in detestable conditions for you. But that is on what all those laws are built. So we should revise all those laws. Are there natural laws and then artificial laws? Well, there are natural laws, but the natural laws sometimes you're obliged to, 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 to fight against. Otherwise, you will not have, not have any freedom in society. You will have nature, you will have a lot of things against you. Uh, so we are obliged to, to, once in a while, to push a little the nature itself to be able to survive. But at the same time, we should... We should have, and, and what the, the, the America does not have, we should have a philosophy to direct the whole world, the world of intimate world and business world. And if the world were going to change, would there be an America? Why not? Why so, not? It's not a question to change the, 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 the frontier of the world, my dear. We will never change the frontier of the world. I go even further than that. You have some, some groups some uh, cultural groups that you should preserve because the, that's the whole centuries, for example, of culture that uh, arrived to us. So you should not destroy all those cultures. You should preserve all those cultures. At the same time that there is, a, you know, frontiers, well, so what? If, if the people on the basic side, on each side of the frontier were, were friends instead of uh, shooting at each other. <laughs> 
You know, the, the thing is that, the thing is that through the whole history, you always arrive at the same thing. You arrive at one country, which, which you choose uh, some, uh, some conductors, some leaders, if you want, but that country, for a lot of reasons, is against the country of the... And the, the leaders of the, those two countries exchanging being word, and uh, someday they exchange guns. You know, there is no reason to exchange guns. When you, when you look at a war like the war, one war which was supposed to be the last of all the wars, but which is a fantastic example of that, the First World War was made only by the same family who were, it was the same cousins which were the, the leaders of four countries. And they disagree between themselves. The disagreeing between themselves, it was only 11 million dead. You don't want to get in between family fighting, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no. They, they absolutely, it has absolutely no real, real reason to be. Absolutely no real reason to be. But it has been like that for a long period of time, except if there is a reason that here you are, this one is richer than you, and uh, eventually uh, uh, this country will try to get this country to become richer. You know, it's always the same thing. It's a question of, of, of richness. Who gets the gold and who does get the gold? Um, should we take a look at one of your paintings? Oh, absolutely. I will be very honored. The one that be we previewed before the show? <laughs> I will be, yes, I will be very honored. Okay, can you read it, Michelle? Because I made the print real big. They will come to destroy humanity, the horsemen of the apocalypse. That is, I, I add that. They will come to destroy humanity if humanity is not able to unite in love and peace. Listen, humanity has never, never, never been able to unite in love and peace. Because the interest, artificial interest, or interest of a small group, have created all the wars, all the dissension between humanity. Absolutely. People would be happy otherwise. You don't want to take a gun and go and kill somebody that you don't know. You don't want to do that in your nature. It's not of your nature to do that. It's against your nature to do that. So why are you obliged to do it? Why millions of people are obliged to do it? In, instead, just because of the mind of some leaders. That's it. And the mind of some who produce some supposedly philosophy to get, guide the world, like, like, like communists, for example. But it's not, it's not a solution to fight. You know, I will always think, you disagree with communism. Okay, I disagree, basically, with the philosophy. He says it doesn't stand. It stands on his head. It's contrary. But at the same time, I don't see why I should destroy an idea with a gun. You don't destroy an idea with a gun. You can destroy an idea by proposing a better idea that people will eventually accept. But not on killing the people, saying, hey, you, you, I kill you because you are not on my, on my side. Come on. Right, right. So, but the, the world, my dear, the world, when you look at the, at the, at the 5,000 written history of humanity, when you look at that, you will see that war is all the time. It's not here, it's there. All the time there is permanent war on the world. And still today, today, hey, what are we talking about? War, all the time. Huh? Yeah, I think the United States is in at least seven wars currently, and it has... For what? 400 military bases. 
And I heard another fact. I'm like, I might get this wrong, but the United States has economic sanctions on like 70% of the countries in the world or something like something crazy like that. No, that, that, you know, it's where, it's where the world is completely stupid. And, and you know, it's where, uh, I don't know, I don't want to go into uh, the, the next election, but I should say that uh, 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 a man like Mr. Trump has absolutely no idea at all. No idea at all. He's, he's a man who had a casino and had money, and then he has no idea at all. On, well, on he did run on a, on a platform of he would try to, he would get us out of these wars. But he hasn't been able to do that, and he hasn't demonstrated that he even wants to. He is kind of a con man, I would say. Yeah, but you see the problem, my dear. The problem is, he is the president of the United States. Come on, he is not telling all the countries we must uh, stop a yeah, war but... and we must have peace and we must love each other. No, he is the president and say, if you don't agree with me, I kill you. But... We, the people, give him the power. Of course. We don't have to listen to what he says. We don't have to listen to what Congress says. We don't have to do any of this stuff. You only have to do what's right in your heart, right? Yeah, but uh, it's eventually not enough to stop the war. Because during you are doing that, during you are having your heart going like that, huh, he's saying things that can create war. Right, but what would happen if everybody just stopped? How do you do it? Well, we're, we're proposing a plan, right? That's what we are trying to do, my dear. We are trying to... Be, to okay, what we are doing is to try to give a better idea for the world to live with. The, the world to live with must... You know, you are not obliged at all to accept uh, the, the China. And I do not accept for one second the, the philosophy of, of communism because I say it's stupid, it stands on his head despite what Mr. Marx was feeling. <laughs> he said he wanted to put, put it back on his feet. It was worse. He put it completely outside. So it, it, you cannot accept that. But you, what, what do you do with all those millions of people? Come on. What can you do, practically? Uh, say, if you don't agree with what we say, we will uh, shut the, the economy, we will do this, we will do that, and eventually we'll go to war. Huh? They would never shut off the economy because they're the ones who started it and, and they're the ones who... Uh, it, it, they feast on it, they give energy, but it doesn't really, the economy doesn't really do all that much for me. No, but, you know, you know, why? Explain to Maybe me why, George. We're supposedly living in the greatest economic times, but I don't, I, it doesn't, George, I, I don't George, see it. explain to me why all of a sudden everything I buy is made in China. Why is not made in America? Because I believe the Chinese still have slaves. The Chinese were enslaved and being in that condition, they could produce at a price where here we were not able to produce. Yeah, but... It's because the people who have the money and we have the power, instead of saying we are going to keep it here, they went over there because over there it was half or third of the price and they could make that much money with those big tankers today. The transportation went for almost nothing. So they say, over there, what we can produce here for $1, here you produce it for 10 cents. 
So they didn't consider the, 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 the people, the country, they went for that. Because after that, they can sell you, they can sell you your underwear. If I look at my underwear, it's made in China. And the only way to fight back is to work cheaper? No, 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 only way to, no, 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 it's not to work cheaper. You will have maybe one thing less, but then is to have the whole country helping, you know, to, to, to rebuild a country that means something. In other words, if I pay my underwear tomorrow morning instead of, let's say, I don't know what, $5, if I pay $10, I may have one or two less, but so what? So what? Is the country which can work, you know. We they went over there, all the people, all the big companies, you know, they built even they built building in China. All the big companies went over there. Because what is here for one hundred is over there for ten dollars. So that's the only reason. So what are we talking about? And once it once it once they can find a country that can do the ten dollars for one dollar, they'll move to that country. Of course, absolutely. Because they don't care about they don't care about the moral of the people, they don't care about anything of that. They just care about that, my dear, money, nothing else. Well, then that's where you would have to say that uh, communism or socialism, at least everybody is on the same playing field. Supposedly. Supposedly. Supposedly, because that, that, that's always I the mean, same there's thing. corruption in, in every uh, economic philosophy, that I don't, I'm not quite sure you can get no, but rid of. You know, you know, and it's it's where it's where in fact I, I, I disagree if you want. I disagree with communism. I disagree philosophically with communism. Because Mr. Karl Marx said that of course the, the way of making the synthesis by Bruegel was completely wrong and he built a country on the idea that it is not the, 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 the conscience that leads the people is the way they are living. So Marx, the Marxists eliminate conscience. It's only the way we are living. And at the same time, he says, the, the, the real thing is that the proletariat will beat the bourgeoisie, will throw out the bourgeoisie to become the classless society. And that is written, absolutely, uh, written by Marx. Huh? You can read that anywhere you want. Only one thing, he never tell, never say, and was not able to say what would become of the classless society. And what you see today, what you see today, the most beautiful thing in the world, is that when you don't know where you're going, you know, so today you have in China, the, the proletariat is represented by one man, who is elected for life. And who is the leader elected for life? You know what it means? It means a king of the Middle Ages. But it doesn't have to be like that. It is like that. It does say that it has to be like I that, mean, but it is. Let's go back to capitalism right now. I think the way capitalism is set up, you will always, it will always go towards exploiting people, always. Because the person always wants to make an extra dollar. But at least in communism, even if you, you don't have to have a system where it's just one person elected for life. You can have a system where it's 
a person is elected for two years, three years, four yeah, years. Yeah, but you see, you see, the problem with community, it has you no could, morality, it has no moral life, it you has could, no... You could uh, have, a, you don't even need a leader. Why do you call them leaders? You don't need it. No, you don't need a leader, absolutely not. But you need, it's, what do you replace a leader with? Well, it could be uh, everybody voting on their phones, and then it's kind of like uh, 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 a group thought process. George. Uh, question from the audience. If China is not basically capitalist the way I see it, then how come Beijing is one of the countries got most of the, I think it's Rolls Royces or big cars. Why are most of them in Beijing? Who owns them? Did you hear the question? The question is who owns the, Let me paraphrase the question. Yeah. China is basically capitalist now. I think so. Yeah. According, according to our questionnaire. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> and how come, if it's communist, if it's supposed to be communist, how come most of the Rolls Royces are in China? I mean, obviously, the Rolls Royce is a sign that, that some people are getting exploited. Somebody's got a lot of money. So... As long as people go down that road of capitalism, there's always going to be exploitation. That that's what I think. I don't think you can I don't think it can deviate. But in communism at least philosophically it provides for equal playing field for everyone. No. You never said that. Who never said you that? You said that. I say it, yes. You cannot read that in, in, in any book about communism. Well, then I'll rewrite the book. No, 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 no. <laughs> Written by communists. I mean, because you, you take the root of the, the word communism is community. And I believe in that more than the individual. So where can you open your mouth in, in China? As soon as you open your mouth, you go to jail. Because it's a dictatorship. Ah. Ah. But it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Yeah, but it is like that. Mike. But it, it is. is. It is exactly like that. It is what did happen from the from the government, supposedly the, 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 the government of the people, the government of the people ends up in one man. And when you end up with one man who is a leader for life, if you want, he doesn't have to be elected anymore for life. So if he lives 50 years, for 50 years he will be the leader. Huh? It's not Mr. Trump for four years. Life over there. So you have one leader who will be the supreme. He's the supreme chief. Huh? He's chief of the army. He's chief of absolutely everything. And the people, they work. They work. They work. So they give you once more your, your, your jacket at, at the, 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 the tenth of the price it would be here if you make it here. That's it. That doesn't mean that they are very happy. Eh? That's something else. You don't know happy or not happy they are. That's something else. But I don't think it has to be like that. You, no, no, you no. haven't convinced me. No, no, me. it doesn't have to be like that. Nothing has to be as it is. Nothing. 
Not even our democracy has to be like it is. Once more, we don't educate the people. Why don't we educate the young people? Can you have democracy in a communist society? Can you? Have democracy in a communist society? No. Absolutely not. Why not? Because you, in a communist society, you, you cannot open your mouth, my dear. You have to go according to the... You could. Ah, you could. You have the police to tell you that you have to open your mouth in this direction. That's just because that's the way it fell. You know, once people get in power, they do anything to keep power. So what you want to do is you want to eliminate the accumulation of power. Yeah, but you see, the, 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 you see the problem. Communism is not from yesterday. It already something aged, I should say. It's it, it, it already proved something, you know. Karl Marx was not yesterday morning. Eh? So what is the result? Of, of all that, what is the result? It's, it's capitalism created communism by making the workers so unhappy that when Marx said the workers should be more happy, the workers went to Marx. Okay, so but, but. It, so if the workers get unhappy in a communist society because they're in but a you dictatorship. But you don't have the right to say it in a communist society. Yeah, but if you're so miserable, you're not going to put up with it and you, you, no matter what laws they put forth, you're, you're not going to obey them. So if you're so miserable because you have nothing to lose, right? Oh, this is... Yeah, a, so, so no, no, no. somebody say, give me liberty or give me death? No, the, 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 the guy... One of those guys back in the day said that. The guy elected for life is exactly the reverse of communism. Exactly the reverse. That's what I'm saying. So they don't really have a communist society. They have a dictatorship. They have a dictatorship, correct. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's a dictatorship which has a law, which has a, a book, which has a catechism, if you want, to, that, that they follow to organize society. And that is a society that you and me, we cannot accept. We are too independent for that. If we accept that, we will already be in a concentration camp. Eh? That's absolutely that. And they are all in the concentration camp with communism. Communism, in, in some ways, is, is a concentration camp where you can be more or less happy, but that's it. It's, you, are not, you are not free, my dear. Because basically, and uh, Marx, uh, Marx says it basically, the man doesn't have to have a conscience. The conscience is for nothing at all. What, what, uh, what is the life of man He's is the dead. material life. He said that? He said that. He wrote that. Well, I believe the consciousness is the power of the universe. You can't get rid of it. Well, that's the first, right? thing, that's the first thing that he gives you. He writes it absolutely. Man doesn't have to have any conscience. Not having any conscience means that you, you take away all the feelings, all, all love, all, all the emotions, all the, whatever it is that you want. That doesn't govern man. Man is governed by the way he is, the material way of his life. That's it. All right, we're going to have to pick this. We're getting close to the end of the program. I just want to say we're going to have to pick this up on the next episode. But I wanted to, first I want to say that we're not completely bashing China and we wish only the best for the... Chinese that are uh, having to deal with this outbreak of this uh, yeah, but George, virus but that's going on, and we wish them only the best. George, 
it's not a question to be against China. They are what they want to be. That's not that's not your business to have elected that guy who is the, the today the, the chief of China. But what we must do is China is be friends with China. They are what they are. Uh, you are what you are. I don't ask you to be me. So you are what you are, and we are friends. So when could we be friends with China? Even we, if China is completely out of our, of our mind, but we can be friends, my dear. We love the Chinese people. But absolutely, why not? And have a drink with them. Come on. Uh, I wanted to give you uh, a couple of minutes to talk about the painting that you did here, if you wanted to make any comments. Well, you know, it's it's an old, uh, the, the, the awesome of the apocalypse, it's something that is very, very well known. I believe that the best quotation is in the Bible, of course, but uh, it's it, it has been for centuries the idea that those four horsemen were the guy we were bringing all the, 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 the death problems on earth, you know. So they have been they have not been painted very much. I mean, they have been painted like that uh, one or two times, no more than that. Uh, I don't know. I, I painted. It came through my mind, and I painted them. So today, uh, we can say precisely that they represent what can come to the world if the world still fight, is fight against each other. If the countries fight against each other instead of being friendly with each other, I don't care about the Chinese. Come on, why not? They, they are communists, they are communists, I'm not communist, I'm not communist, so you, you, are the anti, you have the absolute right to be socialist, communist, everything you want that doesn't make, has nothing to do between the, the friendship between you and me, except that we don't fight for the, the, the price of our underwears. Uh, you your fan is... What do each of the people represent in the painting? Oh, I, I, I don't know if I can give an exact definition. I know that one... Uh, one is death. death. One is death. The other one is waiting your life. The, Pes the, petulance. Yeah, 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 you know, what is your life is worthy, you know. <laughs> this, this, and the two others are, are more or less the disease and the guy who kills you. Famine. 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 Yeah. And the, okay, okay, okay. So uh, the Chinese are having to deal with disease right now, and we wish them the best. Uh, George, make sure you George, take your vitamin George, C George, just George, in case. George, everybody, everybody should have the right to be what they want. The only thing is not to transform that, that what they want into an object of, of fighting. It, which it has been always, always, always. But that was because some men who were the leaders wanted to have this or this or this or that, you know. Like today, today, where I am against, absolutely against, and well, the, the, the arts, if you want, when I make a painting is arts, is that some people have too much when people have not enough. The people have not enough, they always can keep with not enough. The people who have too much, they can govern you. And that is no right, because you depends. You will depend because of economic, economic problem. You will depend on only few people who have enough money to dictate to your mind what you have to think, and that is for me unacceptable. Well, that's a good place to start. I think we also need to get rid of all the guns and weapons on the planet too. Yes, George. <laughs> um, hey, folks. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, hopefully I didn't get you too upset. <laughs> <laughs>
during the show. <laughs> no, no. No, but we have to try that there. If nobody tries, if nobody tries to, to, to put some, some I don't know, some wiseness, if you want, in the world, you know, just by bringing... I have no enemies, period. That's it. Okay. I have no enemies. If I have an enemy, I say, come, we have a drink together. I have no enemies. Okay, that's a good place to start. Uh, thank you, Michelle. Hey, folks, join us again next week. Uh, before I forget, let me just say, if you want to reach out to Michelle, you can reach out to him at Michelle Mockers. One word. One word at gmail.com or please visit no-pennies.com and you can gain more insights on trying to save the world. Thank you.